0: Out of here. What's up everybody? It's me Steve AG, your host, your co-host. Who's usually the only host, but that's okay. Sorry you're going to hear a lot of mic noise. I'm on a handheld again in my car in Riverside. That's right. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm back from Austin, Texas, which is why I didn't do an episode last week. I was pretty, pretty busy. I had a lot to do, had a lot of people to see, had some work to do, um, Didn't have any of my recording equipment. I guess I could have done this on my cell phone. I've done that before. It just sounds not as good. Um, You're probably, let me, I'm going to roll up the window a little bit. It just gets so hot. It gets so hot and muggy. It's very, uh, it's Tuesday. Let me see. Tuesday. Come on, you effort um trying to do a million things at once here in my car. Tuesday <laughs> It's just Tuesday guys uh it is uh May 7th Oh my god we're almost halfway through um the year it's half it's it's almost half over It's almost half full. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. I'm sitting in a parking lot in Merino Valley, which is fairly... I'm right on the edge of Merino Valley in Riverside, California. You can look it up on a map if you like. I'm in a Bed Bath & Beyond parking lot because I got to do some shopping stuff. I think I mentioned this last time. I'm having some issues with the pillows in my old childhood bedroom. Oh, geez Louise, am I having issues with the pillows? For some reason, all the pillows in uh, my mom's house are about as flat as my hand. If I hold my hand out straight without making a fist, the, the pillows are just like paper thin. And it's really annoying. So I bought one pillow uh, just before I left for Austin. By the way, let me say hi to uh, my friend and producer of the short film I did in Austin, Kayla Morgan, uh, who is a listener of the podcast. Hi, Kayla. Thank you for your hospitality and for taking me to a bajillion restaurants, all of which were incredible. I think I probably gained 10 pounds in Austin. I ate so much barbecue. Um, oh my God, so much barbecue. A place called The Salt Lick. A place called... Uh, oh, shit. I want to say Frank Black, but that's the singer for the pixies frank franklin's no frank jesus shit bag i can't remember my brain is a mush pile something black terry blacks boom there it is not too old to remember (laughs) or not too old to not remember I'm losing my faculties, uh, probably from all the barbecue. Terry Blacks was great. I gotta say, I think my favorite food of the whole trip though was a uh, Tex-Mex place called Chewy's. Holy Mother of God! We went there uh, probably my second night there when the other two actors showed up in Austin, and about six or seven of us, seven or eight of us went to a place called Chewy's, which is a very famous Tex-Mex place in Austin. And I got this thing called the Big as Your Face Burrito. Which was, and I have a giant head, I have a big face, and it pretty much was as big as my whole face. This burrito is massive. It takes up an entire giant plate. Bean and cheese burrito. You get it on the plate. You don't eat it with your hands because it's on the plate and it's covered in queso with a side of uh, rice and beans. Oh my God. They need one in LA. I need. uh, (laughs) It was so good. My friend Eric Vespi was sitting next to me in the restaurant and like every other bite i would just turn to him going this is incredible this is the best burrito i've ever had in my life it really was the best burrito i've ever had in my life oh just quesoey goodness <laughs> quesoey goodness is no that's not going to be the episode name oh my god it was so good uh, and then we had this um, incredible Tres Leches, tres Leches cake. <laughs> oh my God. So decadent. I ate like, I ate like a garbage boy. <laughs> there we go. There it is. I ate like a garbage boy. Um, uh, what else did I hold on? Sorry guys I'm trying to do a bazillion things at once all right I'm back. I keep getting emails and texts um, because I'm not in LA I just there are people who are like, where the fuck have you been for the past month Anyway yeah chewie's was my favorite. And I was like, I got to eat there again before we leave. And then, yeah, my last night there, we went back and uh, I'd eaten so much that day that I ate at the barbecue place called Terry Black's in the afternoon. Then we went to the Alamo Draft House to watch a movie. And then we went to uh, Chewy's. So I was still pretty full of food, full of barbecue from earlier in the day. So I couldn't eat a full big as your face burrito. But Eric was like, hey, don't worry about it. Uh, you can do a half they have a half size big as your face burrito. You can get half the half size version. And they brought it out and it didn't look any different. It looked just as massive. And I could only eat about half of it. It was so good. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if there's a way they can send me burritos. But one, the best part about those burritos is they were so moist. I know that's a shitty word. A lot of people h- hate hearing it. I wonder what, what the ASMR community. Moist. I ate a burrito, and it was so moist. Just a tapestry of moist queso, and a fresh flour tortilla. Mm. (laughs) That's so fucking disgusting. I don't understand those ASMR videos. But I do understand a big-as-your-face burrito. Um, yeah, uh, what else did I hear? A place called, oh, it's a taco place, Torchy's Tacos. I had these breakfast tacos that were incredible. Hats off to you, Austin. I thought Atlanta had some of my favorite food. It really does, but boy, Austin, you really just brought it. Uh, So thank you, Kayla. Um, I stayed at Kayla and her husband Aaron's house. Aaron was the director on the short that I did, and uh, they were very hospitable. And uh, it was a great week. I had an awesome week, awesome time. And then I came back to, uh, you know, the usual, the Groundhog's Day of, you know, coming back to my mom's and (laughs) getting her breakfast. Lunch, dinner getting, yeah. but there are some new updates. My mom is way stronger. Before I left for Austin, she I hung out with her a lot. There, there's like a chair in her room, a nice big comfortable chair so we sit when we watch TV together and like one thing I noticed for the first few weeks of her being in this pain anytime she moved, Literally any time, whether it was rolling over to get the phone or look at her computer or sitting up to uh, stand and use her walker to go to the bathroom or get some food. Any time my mom moved, she was in audible pain. She would make a moaning noise. Like she would ro- just roll over and go. Ah, ah, ah. Like a lot of that, you know, those painful noises that people make. And... Uh, Which, by the way, very difficult to uh, hear coming from a loved one. So that was just another, you know, added horrible thing to the whole situation. But uh, one thing I noticed when I got back from Austin was my mom is moving around a lot better. She's not making those noises. Like, she rolls over, she gets up, she stands up, gets her walker and goes to the bathroom and, uh, she's not making noise like she's in pain. Although I'm sure she's still in a little bit of pain. Other good, uh, developments is she's now going downstairs to the kitchen. Uh, my cousin Victoria came over the, uh, the other two days ago, Sunday, my cousin came over and I got us all lunch and, um, when I came back with the lunch, uh, my cousin had, you know, coaxed my mom into getting up and going down into the kitchen and using a walker to walk to the kitchen and sitting at the kitchen table. That's huge. Two weeks ago, my mom couldn't do that. You know, two or three weeks ago, my mom couldn't even sit in a chair for more than five minutes before she was in like unbearable pain and had to lay down. Like she'd say, I want to eat. I want to sit up and and sit in the chair and eat eat lunch. I'd be like, okay, I'd help her up. I'd help her over the chair. She'd eat a little bit. And within a few minutes, she'd be like, I got to lay down. She's like, my back and my legs are killing me. But now we had a whole meal, hung out for like an hour and a half in the kitchen. And uh, she didn't complain once. She seemed great. Had a great lunch, great conversation with my cousin. So that's very encouraging. Uh, I don't know if she's ready to, you know, make those treks down to the kitchen by herself. But, um, geez, two weeks ago, there was no way she was going to do this. And uh, yesterday, also yesterday, uh, I went to get us lunch. And when I came back, my, my mom was in the kitchen. Her physical therapist had come to, you know, do PT with her, and uh, she, I love the physical therapist. She's getting my mom moving around the house. Um, so she's forcing her to get get up and leave her bedroom and go to the stairs. By the way, my mom's not navigating stairs like. She has this thing called an acorn lift, which is basically it's one of those seats on a little electric track that goes up and down the stairs it's like a little elevator it's like a little seat elevator like a chairlift like if you were to go skiing so my mom's uh using that to go she's had that for like three years three or four years since my dad died even before my dad died she had that to go up and down the stairs after her knee surgery so that's in there and that's great So all she has to do is use the walker to get to the stairs and she can ride the chair and I bought Yet another there's like four walkers in our house Um, None of them are Texas Rangers though (laughs) I hate all the mic noise that I hear from me handling this mic. What are you gonna do though? Hopefully they can fix some of this in post Um, So I put a walker, and I got those walkers that have a little seat on them, so if you're having to go a far distance and you start to get weak or tired, you can just put the brakes on it and turn around and sit down on your walker. So she has one of those by her bed, so she can walk to the bathroom and get back, and And I put one down at the bottom of the stairs, so she can just take her walker to the stairs, ride the stair, the stair chair down, and then use the second walker to get to the kitchen and it's working great oh god take a sip of my coffee oh delicious iced coffee um so yeah i, I i'm very optimistic now i'm not as uh pessimistic. I'm a little more optimistic about the whole situation. Also, I don't think I said this. My sister came home today. Um, Oh wow. There's a helicopter flying really low. Um, my sister, uh, got released from the, uh, rehab hospital, the physical therapy hospital where she has been for a month. She dislocated her knee and she was in a rehab hospital for a month. That's so crazy to me. I always just assumed, you know, she, she dislocated her patella, her kneecap. She fell and it just got tweaked out of its place. There's that helicopter. And uh, her kneecap moved around to the side of her leg. That's so gnarly. Um, and then that night they took her to the emergency room, put her to sleep and so she wouldn't feel it when they popped the knee pa- kneecap back into place. But there's no surgery needed. And I was like, oh, yeah. So they'll probably pop it into place. She'll get some crutches and a knee brace. And she'll be home in two days. Cut to a month later. Over a month. Oh, my God. This has been so crazy but she's home now she still has the um she still got the knee brace it's an immo- it's an immobilization immobilizer immobile it's a mo- Im- it immobilizes her knee is what i'm trying to say it's basically like a splint so she's cruising around with a walker she can even walk around without the walker she's just like peg leg hopping around the house, but um, she's doing great. She can get up small sets of stairs. She's using the, the chair lift to go up to hang out with my mom. She actually drove her car today, so uh, it's just a huge relief that she's home now. I won't have to feel as guilty when I go back to LA. Um, But I'll probably be here for a few more days. And that's that. That's the whole situation with my mom and my sister. Everyone's getting stronger and getting better. Um, My sister has a physical therapist coming to the house now, I think, twice a week to work with her. My mom's got a physical therapist. There's all these physical therapists in the house. And um, the builders are still building. Did I tell you guys about that? I we got a uh, these builders to put in. Well, they haven't put it in yet. They're tearing the bathroom apart. Uh, they're putting in one of those. Yeah, I told you guys about this. They, they're putting in one of those bathtubs for old people with a door that you walk up to. It's really tall. It's in our. It's in the garage right now, waiting for them to finish the getting the bathroom set up. But it's like. I'm six foot six, six foot seven, and it comes like up to my, you know, my sternum. It's a really high bathtub. I guess it has to be, um, but there's a door. You open it, climb in, you sit on the seat, and then you turn on the tub, and it slowly fills up, which seems weird to me. You're just sitting there waiting. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes to fill up a bathtub that of that size. It's a big-ass bathtub, but... That's going to be great when that's finished. My mom will uh, is going to love that. She's very excited about it. My sister can use it too. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, floor damage in that bathroom, so they've taken out the floors. The Oh, yeah, I did talk about this because there was carpet in the bathroom. The, don't put carpet in your bathrooms. That's gross. If you have carpet in your bathrooms, take it out. Because think about this, you get out of your shower, you get out of your bath, no matter how you've dried yourself off, there's still some water on your feet that goes into your carpet. Eventually, it goes through your carpet and probably just turns to mold in your carpet. I'm sure there was a lot of mold in that bathroom. The carpet was in there my whole life. Ugh a weird peach colored carpet. The bathroom is so weird. I feel like that's a thing when people who live in houses with just, <laughs> just dirt or cement floors, once they get some money, they're like, we are putting carpets in every room, including the bathroom and the garage. <laughs> we are going to carpet the garage. Fuck it. We can, so we will. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um. <laughs> There's carpets in the bathrooms upstairs. That's crazy. Like my dad, my mom were both poor growing up. My dad, you know went to med school became a doctor my mom became a nurse i think they were both like fuck it we're carpeting everything i would carpet the ceiling if i knew how <laughs> we're putting carpets in the bathtubs we're carpeting the refrigerator fuck it <laughs> what is that a crisper put some fuck put a throw rug in the crisper <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should, folks. Um, what else? Health-wise, I've had this weird thing going on that is only getting worse. I, I don't know if I've talked about this. Partially because I thought it was just something like a pinched nerve, which I think it still is, but it's really becoming a condition. So I don't really think I ever mentioned it. Maybe I did. I don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) I record these and throw them up. Um, This is something that's been going on for probably four or five months now regularly. It's been going on for at least a year, but very infrequently. But now it's pretty much all the time. Only a night when I sleep, but several times a night I wake up and the the outer edge of both hands will be numb you know what i mean like if you look at your left hand the out not the edge with the thumb but the edge with the pinky finger and the ring finger will be have that feeling of when your foot falls to sleep like pins and needles so i wake up several times a night and if I'm laying on my right side, this is why I believe it's nerve-related. I'm, I'm sure it's nerve-related. If I'm sleeping on my right side, it's hap- it happens to my right hand. The outer edge of the hand, including the pinky and the ring finger, will be pins and needles numb, like tingly. It's really kind of disturbing. I'll move my arm. It goes away, I shake it out, I'll roll over onto my left side. A Couple hours later, I wake up. It's on the left side now, that hand. So it's been uh, kind of bothering me lately. If it was only in one hand all the time, I would be so scared I was having a stroke. Um, but I looked it up and I'm I'm about 80% sure. It's something called Cubital Tunnel Syndrome. And I'm going to read this to you. It makes perfect sense. It sounds exactly like what I have. Steve, why are you diagnosing yourself again on the internet? Don't do that. Um, I'm not being paranoid or anything. I'm, I'm going to go to a doctor, but this is... Uh, I've been so busy, I haven't been able to go to a doctor. The description of Cubital Tunnel Syndrome Cubital tunnel syndrome is (laughs) getting. I need some more coffee. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice and cold. Cubital tunnel syndrome is a condition that involves pressure or stretching of the ulnar nerve. Ulnar or ulnar nerve, also known as the funny bone. So this is happening in my elbows, which makes sense which can cause numbness or tingling in the ring and small fingers. Boom. That's me. Pain in the forearm. No, I don't get that. And or weakness in the hand. I have gotten that. The ulnar nerve runs in a groove on the inner side of the elbow. It's your funny bone. I mean, you've all bumped your elbow on something and gotten that horrible tingle feeling in your hand. That's what I'm getting. It says causes. There are a few causes of this ulnar nerve problem. They include, one, pressure. The nerve has little padding over it. Direct pressure, like leaning on the arm, or leaning the arm on an onre- on an armrest, can press the nerve, causing the arm and hand, especially the ring and small fingers, to fall asleep. So I've had this when I'm driving in my left hand because I will have my left hand and I'm leaning on it my left arm my left elbow I mean sorry on the armrest of my car and I used to be like why the fuck is my left hand numb that used to freak me out then I kind of figured it was this alright another uh cause stretching keeping the elbow bent for a long time can stretch the nerve behind the elbow this can happen during sleep and this is when I notice it so this is dead on what I'm experiencing keeping the elbows bent for a long time can stretch the nerve behind the elbow this happens during sleep so, as we all know, I suffer from vertigo. I've had it my whole adult life, most of my adolescent life as well, or my teen years on. Sometimes are better than others, but I usually have some version of vertigo constantly, every day. Um, I've been having it a lot more the past year when I'm laying down going to the dentist really fucks me up because especially when they work on my upper teeth, they have to lay me way back and that really laying flat or inverted really fucks my vertigo up. Okay, so when it comes to sleeping, I am a side sleeper. I cannot sleep on my stomach. I cannot sleep on my back. I've tried. It just does not work. I I am a diehard side sleeper. And so when I'm sleeping on my side, you know, my shoulder, you know, I have big shoulders. So when I lay my head down from my side, sometimes my head dips down and inverts, even with a pillow. So what I do is a lot of the times with Sleeping on my side with a pillow under my head. I will then take my arm Bend my elbow and put my arm my hand under the pillow and under my head For extra lift Um, And I've bought like thicker pillows which eventually just kind of collapse and wear down and I always go back to sleeping the same way with my arm bent really sharply and then up under my head for lift. And that's when I'm feeling this tingling in my hands. So if I'm laying on my right side, I get it in my right hand. If I'm laying on my left side, I get it in my left hand. This is absolutely what I have. Another cause it says is anatomy. Sometimes the ulnar nerve does not stay in its place and snaps back and forth over a bony bump. As the elbow is moved, repeatedly snapping can irritate the nerve. Sometimes the soft tissues over the nerve become thicker or there is an extra muscle over the nerve that can keep it from working correctly. Signs and symptoms. Cubital tunnel syndrome can cause pain, loss of sensation, tingling, and or weakness. Pins and needles usually are felt in the ring and small fingers. That is totally 100% what I have. These symptoms are often felt when the elbow is bent for a long period of time, such as while holding a phone or while sleeping. Some people feel weak or clumsy. I was also reading on a different website. They call this uh, cell phone hand or cell phone syndrome. Like people have their arms bent looking at their phones so they get it then. I do get it sometimes when I'm looking at my phone for long periods of time. <laughs> Diagnosis. Hold on, there's security coming. I'm gonna pretend I am talking on my phone. It's just this dude. He's in a little golf cart. He's in a golf cart with a siren, like a police light on it, and it's just flashing as he's riding around. Um, okay, so diagnosis. Your doctor can learn much by asking you about your symptoms, and examining you um, he or she might test you for other medical problems like diabetes. Ah, fuck me. Fat Steve, diabetic, um, or thyroid disease, sometimes nerve testing. Uh, maybe needed to see how much the nerve and muscles are being affected. This test also checks for other problems, such as pinched nerve in the neck, which can also cause cause similar symptoms. And I've had neck problems for forever. This, I think this is definitely what I have. Right, let me scroll down here to treatment. Treat this shit, son. Fix my fucking numb hands. The first treatment is to avoid actions that cause the symptoms. Sweet. I guess all I got to do is stop sleeping. And I'll be fine. Uh, Wrapping a (laughs) pillow. This is great. Wrapping a pillow or towel loosely around the elbow. (laughs) This is shit that I'm never going to do. Wrapping a pillow or towel loosely around the elbow or wearing a splint at night to keep the elbow from bending can help. Avoid leaning on the funny bone. I'm literally, as I'm writing this, leaning on my funny bone. Avoid leaning on the funny bone can also help. A hand therapist can help you find ways to avoid pressure on the nerve. Shit, man. Sometimes surgery may be needed. Uh, I don't even want to read down this far. Therapy. Numbness and tingling may improve quickly. With physical therapy, it may take many months for recovery after surgery. Cubital tunnel syndrome uh, symptoms may not totally go away after surgery, especially if symptoms are severe. <sighs> Jesus Chrysler supercar. Well, so that's what I'm dealing with. Also, oh boy. Also, I think I have arthritis. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this. I think I have the um knuckle in my left hand this is all about hands today all hands on deck uh the middle finger my middle finger on my left hand when i bend it when i when i make a fist the knuckle like the knuckle like the middle the big knuckle on my finger not the one up near the fingernail but the next one down is impossibly sore i don't know what to do about it it's weird because if i take my other hand my thumb and forefinger and pinch around like put pressure on the knuckle squeeze it doesn't hurt at all it's when i bend it or like move my finger in weird ways i really need to go see a hand doctor i should also get some uh acupuncture I loves me some tour. I think it's, uh, I think this might be arthritis. I don't know. Any of you, any of you folks out there who have arthritis, please write in or leave in the comments your description of arthritis. Because I want to know if, it's just this achy, it's just really—it's just this fucking horrible ache in my joint, in my joints, in my fingers. I—I I get it sometimes in my ankles too. Oh God, is this what growing up, being an old person, is going to be like? I'm only fifty. What's this shit going to be like when I'm seventy? Don't worry, Steve. You'll never see seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a dreamer, Steve. You passed middle age when you were 25. Oh, yeah, it's my and it's been the left knuckle, that knuckle and the middle finger. Fuck me. It has been sore for like two or three months now. I was just like, oh, that'll go away. It's just not getting any better. In fact, it's probably even getting worse. Oh, Jesus Chrysler supercar. Have I talked about Jesus Chrysler super star, supercar? I love saying that. When I was uh, first living in L.A. in the mid to late 90s, when I first came to L.A., and I was... Uh, What's this security guy doing now? He's like giving... Oh, he's literally stopping right by me. (sighs) Eat my ass. I kind of hope he walks over here. No, he's not. He stopped. He's like staring at me. Hey, take a photo. It'll last longer. You fucking knob. Um, <laughs> um, where was I? I said, fucking security. Fucking parking lot security. Yeah, what was I talking about my uh yeah? Oh, no when I first moved to LA in the 90s There was a band that was always playing. I you know, I moved to LA originally as a musician. I, I was playing in bands I played in a few different bands in my nine in in my 90s in the 90s And there was a band that was all, always playing around LA called Jesus Chrysler Supercar And I've always thought that was the greatest name for a band It's so good. It's so good. Uh, It's a long name for a band, but it's so good. All right, let's do some emails. I think next week I'm going to have my cousin. I'm going to try and talk to my cousin this weekend. My cousin Victoria has been in med school. She's like 25, and she's practically a doctor now. I think this time next year she will be a, a full-blown doctor. <laughs> <laughs> full-blown doctor. Um, she's doing, uh, I guess right now, what's it called? Residencies? Is that what they're called? Or for like six to eight weeks or, you know, every month and a half, two months, The the senior med students go and they just kind of try out all the different um all of the different uh you know types of doctoring (laughs) i can't talk like the different departments like for six weeks they'll do uh you know OBGYN like they'll, they'll work in the baby ward delivering babies and then six weeks they'll work in the emergency room assisting with like trauma shit and gunshot wounds she's been working a lot lately with like gunshot wounds which is crazy she's like five feet tall and it's just a tiny thing she's working on like people who've been shot She's working at a hospital It's kind of in the bad part of Riverside Anyway She was over at my mom's house Sunday And we all had lunch And she was regaling us with some horrifying stories And I, the whole time I was like Oh she's got to do the podcast <laughs> Just describing a C-section And how fucking <laughs> brutal and medieval they are um, Yeah she'd be a good guess but she's trying out all the departments and, um, you know, after this next round, I think she goes into, th- tries out a couple different specialties, like, would she say she was going to check out uh, ophthalmology, like eye surgery stuff, and anesthesiology, and uh, urology, actually, I think she said. <sighs> hope she likes kidney stones <laughs> um so yeah and then uh so she'll do that for a while and then uh apply to different uh hospitals and become a doctor she's like almost there it's amazing I could never be a doctor I'm a dumbass Maybe that's maybe that's the name of this. I could never be a doctor. I'm a dumbass. Nah. All right. Let me uh, open some emails here. I've been really neglecting them. If you do have any emails, you know, whether it's comments on the episodes or if you have issues you want to talk about... Um or if you can answer any of my questions, like, my, do I have arthritis? Is, why does my knuckle hurt? It doesn't hurt to squeeze it, touch it, flick it at all. But when I bend it, so clearly the pain is coming from within my knuckle. Just the one knuckle. What the shit? Uh, so you can uh, reach out to me at nodocspodcast at gmail.com. That's N-O-D-O-C-S P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast at gmail.com. All right. This one is from, this is a long one, but that's all right. I have time to kill. The subject of this one is family medical issues. This is a fairly new one. If you wrote me an email like last year and I never got to it, Chances are I'm at a point where I'm like, I can't remember if I read this or not. Um, Feel free to resend. Um, Just catching up on your podcast about your mom and sister and it brings back many memories. My mom called me a few years ago and said she was at the hospital and could I come up there? Seems to be a problem. Oh, could I come up? There seems to be a problem. I get there, and the ER doc pulls me over to the x-ray machine and says, look at her lungs. None of that white stuff should be there. Ugh. She needs a lung transplant. Jeez Louise, ugh. She needs a lung transplant, and other than that, there's nothing we can do. Oh, that's terrifying. Luckily, we live near two very large transplant centers. And I called the first one and they said she was too old to transplant. But the second one said we will schedule her for testing starting next week. What is a transplant center. Is that just a hospital that, that specializes in transplants? Or is it just like a farm where they harvest lungs uh, and other organs? And it's oh, so weird. I'm assuming it's a hospital that specializes in transplants. Uh, She got released with her uh, with oxygen and we took her home waiting for the testing to start. I had to go to her house every day with food or to prepare her food and sit with her. And every night I would go home just to get sleep and start over the next day. This does sound very familiar. Um, Testing started. Side note to get an orange organ transplant. You must have absolutely nothing else wrong with you. You also have to be psychologically able to handle it. Oh, I didn't know that. She went downhill so fast that after the second day of testing, she could no longer walk from the car to the doors of the hospital, so I needed to wheel her everywhere. We made it through three weeks of testing. When we got to the final test, a colonoscopy, it was the day after Christmas, and the doctor told us he was going to get us done fast because he was leaving for vacation. Well, he punctured her colon. Ugh. And an emergency surgery had to be performed by some specialist. Thank God, because he saved her life. Upon release, she came to live with me and my husband because she was incapable of living on her own in her condition. For the next six months, I had to literally follow her everywhere because she could only walk about five steps and then had to sit down. I had to dress her, feed her, shower her, take her to the doctor's appointments, pay her bills, figure out her insurance, etc. Oh my God, this is exactly what I've been dealing with. Only yours uh, sounds a little more critical. She got her double lung transplant. Double lung. Jeez. Oh, my God. She got her double lung transplant, had an amazing recovery, but still needed help with everything while recovering. So every morning I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to cook her breakfast so she would have something in her stomach before her first pills were taken. Then I would shower her. Dress her, put her in a chair, in her room, in my house, while I ran to my room to shower, dress, and get back to her to get her to take uh, to get her to take her to appointments. As you can imagine, after a lung transplant, you are seeing doctors all the time. Every Monday at seven, I had to take her to a blood lab. Every Thursday, down to the transplant center twice a week to other hospitals for rehab all the while making sure she is getting better and taking all her meds at the, at the correct time four times a day. That's literally just a full-time job. Oh, my God. I couldn't leave her while she was awake because she was so fearful something was going to happen that I had to grocery shop at 11 o'clock at night. The Cashiers came to know me because I was the only nut there at that time. I would come home from shopping, put food on, her nightstand so she would have some snacks when she woke up in the middle of the night and then walk my dog at around midnight. Boy. When I realized she was going to be okay, I had to oversee construction at her house to renovate her bathroom to a walk-in shower. This is exactly what I'm doing. With a seat so she could eventually move home. Luckily, I don't work. I don't have kids, and we had the room in our house for her to live here, uh, without causing any problems. So it was easy quote unquote, for me to do this, for me to do all this after two years, she went home two years. Ugh. After two years, she went home. I call her every morning to make sure she's okay and see her a few times a week. I never in a million years thought I would have to, or be able to do any of this for anybody. I was not prepared, but you do what you have to uh, as for you the most important thing is to take care of yourself first if you go down when they if you go down then they go down because there is nobody there ask for as much help as you can including having friends cook meals take you out or come hang at your mom's with you talk to the social worker at the hospital they can and will tell you all the help that is covered by your mother Uh, and sisters insurance also hope you do look into the nurse they can come in and take care of your mom for a few hours a day including helping to bathe her feeder and help with just killing time also just uh, to give caregiver also just to give the caregiver a break sorry for the long story but as you can tell this was a very emotional time for me and knowing this happens so much with parents needing help from adult children we must figure out a better solution for everybody. Mary Beth. Well, thank you for that, Mary Beth. That is uh, very familiar territory. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and thankfully, my mom's insurance does covers a lot. You know, she has um, a physical therapist come twice a week, like Tuesday and Thursday. She has a nurse come like mon- Monday and Wednesday. Uh, so that is all extremely helpful. Um, uh, my sister now that she's home, will have a physical therapist come twice a week. So everything on my end is a lot better. You know, I think the hard part is over. God, knock on wood. There's no wood in here. Otherwise I would knock on it. It's so the, the uh, I think the the light at the end of the tunnel is uh, starting to show itself. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, thank you for that, Mary Beth. Sorry you had to go through that. Two years, that's a long one. That is a long, <laughs> my God. That is such a long time. And it's weird you just do it because they're... Because uh, they're your parents. <laughs> They raised you. It's time to return the favor. Um I guess two years is nothing in the you know, comparison to the you know, seventeen, eighteen or more years they took care of you. Ah <laughs> uh, Well Well, folks. I think that's going to be about do it. We've done almost an hour. I'm sitting in my car. I'm drenched in sweat because I've got the windows up for noise prevention. Um, This weekend, I will uh, hopefully be recording with my cousin. We'll have some great medical uh, stories for you from the operating room. Oh, my God. She had some great stories on Sunday. So good. I I wished I had been recording at the time. I don't know what she's allowed to talk about, what what she's allowed to share, though. So I think there's there's limits to what doctors can actually talk about. (laughs) They can't be like, yeah, I worked on this guy with six balls once. They were all... (laughs) Because that's uh, not a common thing. And what if the person listens to my podcast and they're like, oh my God, my doctor's talking about my six nuts? Can't have that. All right. I am uh, going to go into this bed, bath, and beyond and get another thicker pillow, I think. Uh, let's see if they have any elbow splints. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this. I need to bend my arms and put them under my head. It's the only way I can sleep. I'm trying to picture laying down on my side with my arms straight so they'd be under. Oh, my God. I got to start making some doctor's appointments. This is dumb. Because the last thing I want is to go into a doctor And them to be like, oh, you have severe nerve damage If you would have come in three weeks ago We could have saved you All of it Like, we could have saved everything But you waited, so fuck you It's, It's the major theme of this show, guys Get checked When something's wrong, don't wait Take care of yourselves I'm gonna leave you with that From this Bed Bath & Beyond parking lot in Merino Valley, California, I'm going to leave you with that. Take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Hit us up at podcast at gmail.com. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. A podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.